Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you, Jason Kong, here along with Bill Alexander. Good morning to you, Bill. How are you? Good morning, Jason. Uh, I'm doing great. Hope you are. I'm I'm doing fine. Had a <laughs> we've got the uh, the final to the ACC tournament tonight, and then uh, a selection Sunday tomorrow. I'm excited. Uh, well, the, you're exactly right. It it is a fun time. Uh, March Madness is here. That's right. We'll be. <laughs> <laughs> filling out our brackets and then thoroughly disappointed next weekend. But uh, no, this is a, a great time of the year. Well, you know, there's a lot to be excited about. Um, and of course, uh, you know, it's it's uh, not a bad weekend as far as getting out as well. So it's, um, you know, uh, it, anyone who has anything is going to be in good shape this weekend because if you want to get out, you can. And if you want to stay in and watch basketball, you can do that too. This is... <laughs> This, this is sort of a time for us basketball fans to just gorge ourselves on basketball. So. This is my favorite time of the year. But, Bill, we've got a lot to cram into today's show, and I'm putting all the burden on you because you are going to be the myth buster today and expose some lies and half-truths. Well, exactly. You know, part of asset protection, a big part of asset protection is – uh, avoiding l- losing your shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's the kind of things that you can do that are lawful, ethical, proper things to do to preserve what you have. Well, preserving what you have is doubly difficult and virtually impossible for many families when they suffer a long-term care crisis. And the sad circumstances, um, the sad percentages are that most families will suffer a long-term care crisis. Now, some folks, anyone who's never been there has no clue at how bad it is. (laughs) It's really expensive for folks who have to hire others to come in to take care of them or alternatively to pay the cost of assisted living or nursing care. And the percentages are are sort of like this. For a married couple uh, who turns 65 uh, in in good health, the the probability of uh, either one of them individually having a long-term care crisis is over 50%. And, of course, the ladies are at a much higher risk than the men uh, for that type of care. And when taken together as a couple, the probability of one of the two needing long-term care is close to 80%. So those are pretty scary numbers. Okay? So the trick is, are there ways to avoid losing everything. Because when you're talking about the cost of long-term care, the, the best equivalent I know, and it's, and, and it's a pretty good uh, comparison, quite frankly, uh, for those folks who don't get good assistance, which is most families, uh, the cost of care is equivalent to losing your house that's fully paid for in a, in a catastrophic fire where 
everything is burned up without, and you have no insurance to cover it, but your home and all your possessions are burned up. That's the equivalent of a long-term care crisis for many, many families. Um, Now, obviously, those are averages. So for some families, it's worse than that. And for other families, it's not not as bad as that. But when you think about that as a statistic, it's pretty darn scary. Absolutely. (laughs) Terrifying. Well, and then there's the other piece, and that is is that there's a very small percentage of families that actually have the security of long-term care insurance. Now, it's not my job to to help people purchase long-term care insurance, uh, and of course, a lot of folks have waited uh, too late to get long-term care insurance, and because the older you get. Um, two things. Number one, you've probably had an event in your health where you're no longer insurable uh, or you've waited too long to where it's just too expensive. You know, the earlier you you buy long-term care insurance, the better. And I'm even telling folks in their 40s that they should go ahead and find a way to have long-term care insurance uh, for themselves. And I'm I'm also telling uh, well-to-do uh, parents and grandparents that, that that's something that their children aren't thinking about in their 30s and 40s, but actually that's the best time to actually acquire that type of insurance. If you buy the insurance in your 30s or early 40s, it's pretty inexpensive. Mm-hmm. But if you wait until your mid-50s or 60s, it's either way too expensive or um, it's just not – you can't get it at all. Yeah. Uh, because it's not a matter of can you afford it during your working years. It's a matter of can you afford the premiums during your retirement years when you have limited income. And so it's uh, doubly difficult. <laughs> so, Makes sense. So anyway, um, here's the problem. When it comes to getting assistance to help your family pay for long-term care, um, most people are misled. And that's the sad truth. There are so many, if you want to call them big lies, uh, half-truths, um, that's the norm. That's, that's what most people think the rules are, and they're absolutely wrong. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the fact is, is that uh, uh, there, there's so much that folks do not know when it comes to Medicaid eligibility or veterans benefits eligibility or uh, protecting your assets to make sure that uh, you don't uh, lose your assets upon your death to estate recovery issues. There, uh, All of those things are extremely important to families. And there's no book you can uh, turn to to give you accurate advice or the assistance that you need. It just doesn't exist. Uh, and, um, and very few professionals can help you because they don't know the rules either. And in fact, knowing a rule or a little bit can be more harmful than knowing nothing at all. Uh, but <laughs> the problem with what you don't know is you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> so it's a, that's a term I like to use, but it, it's just so true when it comes to uh, Medicaid eligibility. And 
again, I mean, when it comes to Medicaid, most people think Medicaid is one program. Well, it's not. It's multiple programs, and each program within Medicaid has its own rules, and they differ a great deal. And so a lot of people throw the term Medicaid around uh, and the rules for Medicaid uh, like there's one uh, big set of rules that that uh, uh, are for every pro- Medicaid program. And that's just not the way it is. I mean, you have uh, a lot of different programs that can help families, but the rules vary with each and every program. And you got to know all the rules <laughs> yep. to, to get where you need to go. And so it's, it's um, really, really sad. And the same is true for veterans' benefits. Uh, veterans' benefits, um, I cannot tell you how many families we've helped with veterans' benefits where they come and tell us, well, we went, we went directly to the VA, and they asked us a few questions, and we gave them accurate answers, and they just simply told us we weren't eligible. Okay. But what <laughs> – or they come in and they say, well, we applied for the VA benefits. We did it ourselves, uh, and then we, were, we got a letter a year later saying we were denied, uh, period. So, uh, you know, but the problem is this – the what what they're receiving from the VA is they're basically saying you're not eligible at this moment, and it's the old Paul Harvey syndrome. Uh, they don't give you the rest of the story, right? <laughs> and 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 so that's pretty important because the rest of the story is well, if you transfer your property into a trust. Uh, and then apply, you, you could be eligible. Uh, or if you do some other things, you could be eligible. But they don't tell people the rest of the story. They just basically say, you're denied, go away. And in fact, that's one of the things uh, that really, uh, you know, the, the agencies are, you, you would think that their um, mantra would be to help veterans and to help families. But it's really not. Their mantra is, how can we deny your claim so that you'll go away and we don't have to pay you anything? And uh, all of the VA rules are stacked against families uh, as it relates to eligibility. And I can talk about that this morning um, uh, because I think it's so important for folks to understand that they can actually be misled by the very folks who are taking their application or giving them advice. Uh, and you would think that they would be trying to help you when they really aren't. And that's sad when you think about it. And, and that's even doubly true when you're talking about uh, Medicaid or some of the other uh, government assistance programs that are out there. It's very sad, and it's it's just got to be terribly frustrating for anyone in a situation like that to have to deal with such a complicated system. Well, we're going to dive into that a little bit more right after the break. We'll also tell you about our free event happening this Wednesday. Uh, Bill is putting that on, and it's a way that you can get more information about what Bill's talking about, and that's dealing with a long-term care crisis. Stick around. We'll get right to that. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680. WPTF. 
News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. And I am Jason Kong. Good Saturday morning to you. And Bill, we're uh, continuing now to talk about uh, the lies and half-truths with Medicaid and VA benefits in particular, but wanted to remind everyone that they have an opportunity to learn more about this and to get some free information from you this Wednesday, the 14th, uh, with one of your free seminars, your one for March. Well, we do, and and I would encourage any family um, that is suffering a long-term care crisis or wor- is worrying about the possibility of a long-term care crisis in the future that they come to the seminar you know it's uh yes it does take a couple hours out of your time uh and that's always valuable for your your time and mine um but the bottom line is uh, it's uh, it's one of the few places that you can get accurate information on these programs it's it's not a come on. It's educational. We're going to try to teach you as much as we can possibly teach you about each and every government program that can help families with long-term care. Um, and we've had a lot of uh, folks who've come in the past that were very, very pleased. I've uh, never had anyone ever say that they wish they hadn't wasted their time or <laughs> any, you know, things like that. Um, and from my perspective, it's like, why worry about what you don't know relating to Medicaid benefits or veterans benefits when you can come to a seminar that that's free where you will get uh, absolutely accurate, uh, timely and helpful information uh, that will be meaningful to your family. Uh, that that's what the seminar is all about. I've I've been doing these seminars uh, for about, I guess, sixteen years, and uh, they they really do help people. And so I would encourage folks to come and learn about these benefits because there are very few professionals that know these rules, um, and there's more misinformation on the street than accurate information. So this is a place where you can come and get accurate information I, I you know to me i don't understand why folks wouldn't take advantage of it it's a great opportunity and you can register online at wgalaw.com that's wgalaw.com free to attend uh now bill's not going to feed anyone but you're going to be <laughs> you're going to be feeding your brain with great information and this is at uh, independence village of raleigh and uh, what what times can people attend this wednesday bill well we have a uh, our first one is in the morning at 10 o'clock uh, we have a second seminar at two o'clock and our last seminar is at 6.30 in the evening. Very good. Again, that's at uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, 2 in the afternoon, and 6.30 in the evening. WGALaw.com is the place to register. Well, Bill, let's get back to it. Let's get back to some of the big lies and half-truths when it comes to VA benefits. Well, okay. Let's. Uh, uh, the, the thing about it is the, the, the great majority of veterans are folks who are um, – Active citizens, uh, patriots, folks who have supported the community uh, during their lifetime. They've they've worked hard. They've raised a good family. Uh, they uh, have not only contributed, but but um, they've been very had an impact on the country and and on uh, the community. They're good folks. 
And most folks have uh, own their home, and they um, sometimes they own more than just a home for sure. Uh, but they also have a nest egg, and so the the great majority of, of veterans uh, have a nest egg that it might be a modest nest egg, but uh, they don't. I mean, truthfully, there are very very few people who have sufficient resources, sufficient income to pay for long term care assistance. You know, you want to stay at home, and um, you know, you need help. Your spouse can't do it all, which, of course, is your first, um, uh, you know, that's what most people do. They try to, you know, they wear their spouse out in terms of <laughs> being taken care of. Um, uh, but the, the bottom line is when you pay people to come into your home to help to assist you, it can be thousands of dollars. Uh, per month, um, and and most families don't have that kind of income. They need their income to pay for their um, utilities and food and insurance and prescriptions and all of the other things, and there's no extra income to pay for the folks to come in to help you. Well, the VA can help you with that. But if you go to the VA without having done any planning at all, the likelihood of being denied is extremely high. And uh, he- here's the problem. Well, um, and f- if, and for those veterans who aren't too old, and I'll explain <laughs> that, because um, the, the bottom line is uh, with veterans' pension benefits, which is the uh, – oftentimes it's a lot of folks call it the aid and attendance benefit. It's That's inaccurate. It's the pension – Improved pension benefit with aid and attendance or with housebound. Uh, you know, the folks, um, there's just a lot of folks out there that don't really understand what the, what the benefit program is, but that's a different issue. But the bottom line is that let's say you have a nest egg, uh, you own your home and a nest egg of $100,000. Well, that by itself uh, will deny that if you apply under those circumstances, you'll be denied. Mm-hmm. If you went to the VA and asked, uh, can we re- receive this pension benefit or the aid and attendance benefit, they're going to say, no, you're not eligible. But what they're not telling you is that you could take that $100,000 nest egg and transfer it into um, a, a VA-compliant trust and be eligible the next day now your wow. your home is um, is an exempt asset as as long as it's a regular uh, type home on a, a, a lot now with the VA unlike Medicaid um, they will count acreage uh, if you're on acreage of more than a couple acres you know if you own one or two acres or less like most homes then they're not they're, the house is totally exempt. But if you're on ten acres, or you're on a farm, uh, they will count the acreage as countable uh, property. And for again, for folks who have additional land, um, that by itself uh, will uh, deny. Uh, you know they're going to deny your claim or tell you that you're not eligible. Well, the bottom line again, they're not telling you that if you transferred 
your farm or your additional real estate or sometimes your house, particularly if you need to sell it to help pay for care, um, if you, you need to put it into a VA-compliant trust. And you can put it into a trust, an irrevocable trust, where you retain your ability to sell it with your what, what's called your 121 exemption, which is as your primary residence. If you're married, you have a $500,000 exemption. If you're unmarried, you have a $250,000 exemption from having to pay income tax when you sell your home. So you can put it into a trust that retains that 121 exemption, and you can put it in a trust where your children or your surviving spouse will retain a step up in the income tax basis so that it can be sold after your death with no capital gains tax. So I'm just saying that there are good alternatives to where you can create eligibility uh, for yourself uh, for the veterans benefit that's there. Now, uh, you know, another problem uh, as it relates to VA benefits is uh, income. Uh, you know, most veterans uh, and their families have decent income, uh, but not enough to pay the bills and to pay for long-term care ex- expense. Um well, truthfully, uh, unless you're actually just biting the bullet and paying for care that exceeds all of your income, uh, you, in other words, you're paying out the nose for, <laughs> for long-term care assistance at home, then it's highly unlikely that you will meet their income test. So it gives them another opportunity to deny your claim. Um, you know, those are the kinds of things where, yes, there are ways to be able um, to um, meet that test, but it requires planning. And that's, you know, and for those folks who say are scratching their heads and saying, well, what does he mean? Was How does that work? Come to the seminar. We talk about that. It's really important as it relates to those kind of of issues uh, relating to veterans' benefits. Another one, and and this is um, let let's say that the the it is the veteran's spouse who is suffering from long term care issues, and and the family is paying out a lot of money to get help for the spouse, uh, or they need to spend a bunch of money to help take care of of the spouse. Well, if you go to the VA and ask, is there a spousal benefit under the pension program, you know what you're going to be told? What's that? No, there's not one. Mm-hmm. But what they don't t- – I mean, it, it, half of the problem with the VA is what they don't tell you. Right. You know, it's like this. If a veteran – is over 65 years of age, and you'll laugh at me when I say this, Jason, but if you're over 65 for purposes of the Improved Pension Program, you are considered 100% disabled as a veteran. You're presumed 100% disabled uh, for the pension program. Wow. Okay? Now, that's without being medically rated. Mm -hmm. Now, 
if the veteran is medically rated uh, himself or herself, then the pension program actually gives you more money. So there's three tiers of the pension program. There's the base tier, there's the housebound tier, and there's the aid and attendance tier. Well, because a veteran who's in excellent health but is 65 years of age is considered 100% disabled, if they're spending all of their money, they're spending everything on taking care of the spouse, then guess what? You would be eligible or potentially eligible for that base tier of assistance. So yes, it's less than what the veteran would receive, but it's still a significant amount of money. And they're going to tell you that there's not a program like that. But the bottom line is, if you understand how the rules work, again, you're being misled because there is a benefit for you. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And again, it's uh, it's terribly confusing and unfortunate that you can't get that straight answer. But uh, if people want to attend this Wednesday, they can find that in, out that information from you. Well, and, you know, part part of it is the fact and, and this is the sad part and it makes it it just makes my, my blood boil. But you would think if you went to the VA that they would be telling you these things, that they would basically be trying to help you get financial assistance through the VA, and that's not the way they work. It's like, well, here's the application, fill it out, and if you're eligible, we'll approve your claim, and if you're not, we'll deny it. And, you know, the rules are stacked against people because – uh, it, it you know it's the kind of thing where um, unless you know how to get around how their rules are stacked against you, you're going to be denied, and that's the, and they know that, and so the the information they give you uh, unfortunately is often uh, it, it just totally misleading to you because, okay, you're not eligible today, but, you, oh, yeah, you could be eligible tomorrow, but we're not going to tell you how to do that. <laughs> it's it's really unfortunate. Well, we yeah. will continue our conversation on uh, VA benefits and Medicaid in just a bit. A reminder that you can register for the free seminar this Wednesday, the 14th, online at WGALaw.com. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about him and register for his free seminar this Wednesday at WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com. Reminder, Bill's got three seminars this Wednesday, the 14th at Independence Village of Raleigh at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6.30 p.m. as well. You can register. Uh, encourage you to register in advance at wgalaw.com and bill we are uh putting to bed big big lies and half truths when it comes to medicaid and va benefits so well let's the, continue it, it's important that now here's here's another one the, the va uses words that are totally misleading to people you know because what what did i call this program the improved pension program right well, that is so misleading because this program is not a pension. 
I mean, what most of us call a pension, where you basically get a monthly amount of, of money automatically for the rest of your life. It's not a pension. It's a long-term, it is a long-term care program to help pay the cost of long-term care. But it's not an automatic payment. It is actually a reimbursement where you have spent money for long-term care, and then you receive a reimbursement. Now, over time, it may seem like a pension because the pension program is going to be the same amount each month because it's based upon how much you're spending on long-term care so that they can reimburse you an amount each month up to the maximum amount. And, of course, that's the other thing. If you have good assistance, uh, professional assistance, then you should be receiving something close to the maximum amount as opposed to the, a minimum amount or, or being denied. But before everyone gets too excited about veterans' benefits, number one, you have to be a veteran or a, a family member of a veteran. and In other words, it's for the veteran and the veteran's spouse or widow. Okay. Okay. So there's a widow's pension. Now, truthfully, most veterans don't even know that this benefit exists, or they think that it's a it's a benefit only for other veterans. Now, truthfully, the only real limitation is uh, in terms of the the whole world of veterans, if you will, is that it is limited to war period veterans. Now, that doesn't mean veterans who serve in the fighting when they have a war ribbon. It includes them, of course, but it it includes anybody else who served anywhere in the armed services of the United States, anywhere on active duty while a a war period was raging. Okay. Now, uh, war period basically means World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and the desert. (laughs) Okay. Iraq, Afghanistan. Right. All right. Now, it doesn't include uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. It does not include um, uh, Panama invasion, does not include Grenada, does not include... um, uh, what else is there? <laughs> so, so the bottom line is uh, uh, that uh, now does it, it it does not even require an honorable discharge. It, mm-hmm. Now it precludes dishonorable discharge because those folks lose any and every benefit no matter what. But basically, uh, if you got an administrative discharge, but you served during a war period, then you're included in this particular benefit. Um, uh, So, um, uh, you know, it only requires one day of service during a war period. So if you entered on active duty on the last day of the war period, you're eligible. You're a war period veteran. If you were discharged from active duty on the first day (laughs) of the war period, then you are a war period veteran. 
Uh, and for those folks who served during World War II, Korea, or Vietnam, uh, it only requires 90 days of active duty. It does not require more than that. Now, if, for veterans who served in the desert, um, our, our younger veterans, uh, it actually requires two years of act, active duty service. Wow. Um, and so um, now it does not include uh, folks who served in the Guard you know, the the Army or Air National Guard or the reserves of the armed services if uh, during their service they did not go on active duty. Now, for those folks who went to boot camp, you know, they stayed on active duty for three to five months or so. Uh, for boot camp plus specialty training, if they're in the Guard and Reserve when they go to boot camp, that's not considered active duty. That's considered active duty for training, and that doesn't count towards this program. But if you actually went on active duty and were sent to boot camp, it does count as active duty because if you if you join the active duty military, then everything that you do until you finish your obligation is active duty. Um, so, you know, those are just some of the rules that are really important for veterans um, to understand. So war period veterans, you know, service anywhere in the world. You could have been stationed in Hawaii or Germany or wherever, uh, you know, during uh, Korea uh, or uh, Vietnam. And you're perfectly qualified as a war period veteran uh, because you could have been sent to the conflict. You were just fortunate that you were not. Uh, and, of course, it always includes those folks who actually went to right. the, the conflict. Um, but the, the benefit can be an important benefit. It's rarely enough to pay for all of the care you need, but the VA benefit reduces a family's bleeding considerably and is a very, very important benefit. Very good. Well, we will continue our discussion. We'll shift a little bit to Medicaid right after the break. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with you. Good morning. I want to remind you that you can register for Bill's free seminars this Wednesday, the 14th. You can do that online at WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com. If you're dealing with a long term care crisis or you are worried about that in the future, this is a great opportunity to get some free information. Three seminars at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6.30 p.m. at Independence Village of Raleigh. Register in advance online at WGALaw.com. And, Bill, let's get back to uh, exposing more big lies and half-truths when it comes to Medicaid. Well, Jason, I appreciate you telling folks about the seminar, but they can also register simply by calling my office, ah. which and the number is 919-256-7000. 256 So, or they can call the office and make an appointment if they want, but, yeah, <laughs> but, the, but truthfully, the seminar really helps folks. And I hope uh, that we'll see a, a bunch of folks there. Um, now, the Jason, you're too young to really appreciate what I'm going to say now, but one of the problems with getting older is that as you age, 
your body doesn't work as well. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> In other words, you don't get better with age. Mm-hmm. You basically decline with age. Uh, and uh, hopefully you don't decline too much. You know, we all try to uh, fight. Uh, against aging, um, uh, maybe the ladies a little more than the men, but uh, but the bottom line is it really does take its toll on you over time. So you're saying this is the best I'm ever going to feel. That's a, that's exactly <laughs> right. So enjoy it while you can. <laughs> okay. So uh, here's one of the things that uh, p- people uh, need to understand when it comes to VA planning. Truthfully, the majority of veterans who need the VA benefit and can get the VA benefit need to use trusts to, um, to, to uh, be eligible and to get that benefit. The great majority of people need that. Uh, because most people have assets that they need a trust to, to put the property in to make uh, their eligibility work. But the problem with that is that uh, we do get worse with age, and there, for Medicaid purposes, which I want to move to, uh, there is what's called a five-year look-back. And what they're looking for in their look-back period are transfers you know, and transfers into a VA compliant trust is, it's not prohibited, it's simply sanctioned for Medicaid purposes. So it, it's really important for those uh, veterans who do, in fact, transfer their property in order to be eligible for the veterans' pension benefit, need an advisor, a professional who can help them get out of the VA program and reshuffle the deck for a Medicaid uh, program in the event that they actually decline to where they need nursing care within five years of needing VA assistance. And the problem is, is that when you um, are, are seeking the VA, you don't know if you will need nursing care up the road or right. not. It's it's one that you keep your fingers crossed that you won't need. But the bottom line is, is that the VA is rarely, if ever, enough for families to pay for nursing care. It, it might be enough to help you with assisted living care or home care, but nursing care costs, you're, you're talking $7,500 a month and up. Yeah. Um, and the VA just doesn't give you enough money to pay for that kind of care. So if you have a crisis, you know, uh, in less than five years, oftentimes you need to undo the VA and redo it for Medicaid purposes. So you just have to keep that in mind. But you also have to understand that Medicaid can be available to any uh, middle-class family if you need nursing facility care. Uh, You know, the biggest myth for Medicaid, the biggest lie, is you have to be poor in order to receive Medicaid. And there are uh, the biggest Medicaid programs, you do actually have to be poor for that, those programs. The at-home Medicaid program is indeed a program that was designed for, for what's legislatively called the categorically needy, and that's folks who don't have much. But if you need nursing care, 
the nursing care program was designed for folks who are medically needy, and that basically includes middle-class families. The problem for most middle-class families is that the rules are so complex that without some help, they uh, are unable to navigate those rules successfully, or they uh, can navigate the eligibility rules successfully, but they can't navigate the asset protection that they need so that Medicaid doesn't get their money back when when they die. That's called a state recovery. So, you know, there's two aspects to Medicaid that are really important to families. And one is, if we're a middle-class family, how do we get eligibility without having to spend all of our money on, uh, you know, on the nursing home, which is the mistake, the biggest mistake that families make. They think they have to spend all their money to be eligible, and they don't. Uh, And uh, then the, the other piece is, which is just as important, uh, is how do we protect our assets upon our death? Well, uh, another half-truth is that if we apply for Medicaid, the state is going to get our house when we die. All right? Now, that's a half-truth. It's not completely untrue because for those folks who are single and they own a house, the house is an exempt asset for eligibility, but it's the primary asset that the state looks for a state recovery upon your death. But there are lawful ways to, um, in essence, get your house in a position, and this is true whether you're single or married. It's easier if you're married, but the bottom line is there are lawful ways that you can protect your home or farm or any other real estate that you might own from a state recovery upon your death. So, you know, those are things, mistakes that lots and lots of families make. But the two biggest lies are when it comes to Medicaid is the fact that you have to be poor. You have to spend down all your money to be eligible. Not true at all if you understand the rules. Now, if you don't understand the rules, you will be poor when you <laughs> when you apply for Medicaid. That's and uh, a lot of folks don't realize that the majority of families, whether they plan or not, eventually go on Medicaid if they're in a nursing home uh, because it's inevitable. It's just so expensive. Most people don't have a nest egg that's big enough to cover that kind of financial crisis without Medicaid. Uh, But with planning, you know, to me, which is the no-brainer way to go, is to preserve most of your assets and resources so that um, it, they can be used to give to supplement you, your care uh, rather than uh, being uh, having no assets at all when you finally apply for for Medicaid. It, that that's one of the biggest mistakes that families can actually make. Yeah, and avoiding that requires someone who has uh, knowledge of how the entire system works, and that's Bill. Bill's your guy, and you can uh, go to the seminar this Wednesday, or you can give him a call directly, 919-256-7000 in the office. That's 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.
News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. And Bill, we are just about out of time, but I know you've got some uh, some parting thoughts here. Well, it, it, it's real simple. You know, if some of the things that I've talked about this morning, it, you're thinking to yourself, well, gee whiz, I didn't know that. Or, you know, why worry about what you don't know when you can go to a free seminar and learn uh, you know, and get good, accurate information that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, to me, it's, it's the kind of thing where you have this opportunity, you just need to take the opportunity to do it. Because the bottom line is, you don't know what you don't know, and it's what you don't know that will get you every time. And, it, and in this case, what you don't know can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. So take couple hours of invest your time to learn about this stuff yeah it's well worth your time a reminder you can register in advance online at wgalaw.com that's wgalaw.com three seminars this wednesday the 14th at 10 a.m 2 p.m and 6 30 p.m you can also give bill a call in the office 919-256-7000 Two five six seven thousand. We're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I am Jason Kong, and thank you for listening to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six eighty WPTF. Have a great weekend.